Welcome to my podcast, The Cross in the Desert, speaking hope and freedom to Iran. I'm your host, Randy L. Noble, and I want to say thank you very much for taking time out of your busy life to join me on the podcast. One of the most fierce battles that's currently waging war in the United States, my country, is the battle of racism. And no greater example of that is when African Americans accuse the police department of being brutal, unjust, and racist towards the African American community. And our nation was both shocked and outraged when an African American by the name of George Floyd was unjustly murdered by a police officer from the Minneapolis Police Department. On Memorial Day, May 25, 2020, George Floyd was taken into custody. And on a video that went viral all over the world, you can see police officer Derek Chauvin kneeling on George Floyd's neck and suffocating him. You hear him cry out, I can't breathe. And then in the end, before he died, he was crying for his mother. Well, the world saw this unjust killing by a white police officer to an African-American man. And as a result, and rightly so, being condemned by the entire human race, what happened next was outrageous protests all over the nation, most of them peaceful, but then they slowly devolved into rioting, looting, destruction of property, burning down of small businesses. And so while the peaceful protests were honoring the memory of George Floyd, who was unjustly murdered, the looters, the Antifa, and the radicals began to dishonor his name and his memory by systematically destroying and burning our country. Well, I was enraged to see this, and I thought right away, what if these same protesters would have tried what they are doing here in Iran? You know, I can speak with authority on this subject because anytime anyone in Iran disagrees with the government and raises their voice on Facebook or even goes out in the street to protest, well, you'll never see them ever again. The government has a nasty habit of murdering them. And as I watched these protests evolve night after night, I thought, what would happen, God forbid, if they were to try it in a country like Iran? Here in America, we have the freedom to protest and assemble. We have the freedom to publicly disagree. But in Iran, there is no such freedom. And as I watched these protests, I couldn't help but to think back to an incident, a worldwide incident, just last November, when the Iranian people rose up in the street, just like the people here in my country, and they began to protest, and the end of their life was certain. Friday, November 15th, 2019, is a day that Iranians will not soon forget. The government announced that it was hiking the gas prices by more than 200%. The new fuel tax outraged Iranians who were already struggling to make ends meet in a desperate economic situation burdened by the U.S. sanctions. 
refusing to comply with the oppressive new regulations, Iranians took to the street in massive protests across 200 cities and towns, demanding their rights and confronting the sins of the regime, shouting, Death to the Dictator! Supreme Leader Al Khamenei summoned his inner circle after watching the massive uprising and gave a stern command to them, quote, The Islamic Republic is in danger. Do whatever it takes to end it. You have my order. What transpired after the Supreme Leader's command resulted in one of the bloodiest episodes since the Islamic Revolution of 1979. In order to control their savagery, the government shut down the internet nationwide to confuse the protesters and hide from the world the evil that they were about to do. The IRGC, that is the Iran Revolutionary Guard Corps, descended upon the innocent, peaceful protesters intending to crush the revolt and began shooting them in the head and the heart. In the end, after two bloody and violent weeks, over 1,500 Iranians lay dead in the streets and hospital beds, 17 of them young teenagers and 400 of them women. Over 4,000 had been wounded and 7,000 arrested. The IRGC had successfully carried out the direct orders of the Supreme Leader, sparing no mercy. Bodies of protesters were later found floating in rivers while the wounded lay critically injured in hospital beds, some snatched up by military forces and immediately dragged away to prison. After the internet was finally restored, the world saw shocking videos of the military perched high above the roofs of apartment buildings and shooting directly into the crowds of peaceful protesters. Families of the victims were denied access to their loved ones' bodies and were told by security that they must first pay for the cost of the bullets that had killed their own sons and daughters. Imagine the horror of that with their request. Supreme Leader Kameny described the protesters as, quote, thugs and hooligans, while Assembly of Experts official Ahmed Khatami, speaking at a Friday prayer on November 22nd, called them, quote, saboteurs, waging war against God, declaring that execution by hanging for the leaders of the riots are certain, close quote. The innocent protesters, discouraged and despaired over the economic chaos, had taken to the streets, most of them in peaceful manner, simply to let their voices be heard, demanding relief from the oppressive tax highs. Some of the protesters were unfortunately caught in the line of fire while performing acts of kindness. One such innocent victim was 34-year-old Amina Shabazi. Amina was a housewife and a mother residing in the city of Karaj. Amina left home on Sunday, November 17th, to buy medicine, only to be thrust into the chaos of the protests. She noticed a man near her had been shot and immediately responded to give this man first aid. Removing her hijab, Amina began wrapping it around his wounded leg when suddenly she was shot in the back of the head. Her body was withheld from the family for two days until they agreed that no special ceremonies would be performed at the graveside and no interviews would be given to the media. 
We had been engaged for three days. They were the best days of my life. We were to marry on January 16th, but they took my mesum away from me. I wish that I were dead too. A devastated and tearful Samia Sherdell will never experience the joy of that special wedding day. The IRGC made sure of that. Mason was shot in the abdomen on Sunday, November 16th in Karaj City, near Tehran, on his way home from work. Samia last spoke to her fiancé at around 5 p.m. and informed him about the chaotic protest situation. The situation at that time was so dangerous that cab drivers had refused to take on passenger. So that forced Misum to find his way home by walking. It was on his way home that Misum was fired upon. His friends rushed him to the hospital from the repair shop where he worked on as a mechanic. His hands were still greasy from work as he lay struggling for his life in a dirty hospital bed. Mason was in excruciating pain. His body was black and blue. His eyes were puffy. Samia visited him the next day. It was two days before his 28th birthday. The fatal bullet had cut through his intestines and it damaged his spine. Four days later, Misum died from his wounds. This unjust tragedy came at a time when the couple were experiencing the happiest moments of their life. The memories of those days are all that I have left to Mia Samia, tearfully explained. The evil regime had been successful in crushing the protests and also crushing forever the lives of so many innocent young children and women who will never see the reality of their dreams come true. Their dreams of freedom and democracy ended with a stern reminder that the Islamic Republic of Iran is an iron-fisted dictatorship that forbids the exercise of free speech. Like lambs led to the slaughter, the peaceful protesters had been brutally murdered by a government intent on controlling their mind and hearts from the cradle to the grave. However, the world will never forget their cause and I will never stop being their voice. Lambs to the slaughter, sons and daughters, tears are falling, we haven't forgotten. Lambs to slaughter, made to order, tears are falling, we haven't forgotten you. The group Sonic Bell performed that song. It's horrible when you think about that most of these protesters were peaceful and just simply were protesting against the unjust oppression of the government. They were hurting financially, but it was more than just that. They were also protesting the 40 years plus of being under the oppressive fist of a dictatorship. This happened back in November of 2019. And as I sat in my living room watching these protests, my heart was so broken over the brutality and the death and destruction. And then I thought, we have the freedom here in America to peacefully protest, certainly not destructively, but we have that right. What if these protesters were to live in Iran they would have never survived. They would have never lived to see the next day because that government doesn't give the freedom to protest. And the Iranian government certainly doesn't recognize their right to disagree. 
It is very, very sad when I think of my Iranian friends and they have to endure this on a daily basis. And as I watch the TV and watch the protest and I think about the injustices that were done to the Floyd family, I also remember as much as I might disagree with some of the philosophy, I'm very thankful I live in a country that gives protesters the right to publicly disagree and assemble. It's a beautiful freedom. My Iranian friends, though, are still waiting for the day to have the freedom to disagree. Please keep my Iranian friends in their prayers. They are like lambs to the slaughter.